0: Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg and this is episode number 17. This week, Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast listener Michael Poole returns to share with us how his Oasis of the Seas cruise went. Michael joined us on episode 13 when we previewed his cruise, so this week we will compare his original plans with how things turned out. It's a fun look into Michael's cruise, and I think we can all get a sense of what his cruise was like. Here we go. Back again for this week's episode is one of our favorite listeners, Michael Poole, who is back from his Oasis of the Seas cruise. And if you may recall, Michael joined us on episode 13 of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast to preview his cruise. And as we often like to do, we like to compare previews versus reviews. And Michael's back from his cruise. And we're going to kind of talk to him about his uh, experience on Oasis of the Seas. So first of all, welcome back to the podcast, Michael.
1: Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm excited to be back. Uh, I am suffering from the cruise blues, so we'll talk about it, and I'm excited to share it with everyone.
0: Uh, you have my sympathies, my friend, because there's nothing worse than the post-cruise blues.
1: I know. I had to uh, actually pick up my own bath towel this week, and it was <laughs> awful, and make my own bed. I know. But you know what they say? It's it's true about
0: girlfriends and cruises. Nothing gets you over the last one like the next one. So
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh so let's talk about your cruise i'm going to go out on a limb and say you had a good time on oasis of the seas
1: i had a fabulous time i really enjoyed the oasis i'm so glad that i decided to go on oasis so much to do uh there was so much entertainment uh shows shopping beaches it was just a fabulous time but it went so fast so fast
0: I know, it's like every cruise, isn't it?
1: No matter how long, it's like, you know, seven days, ooh, that's a long time. Nope, because
0: it's like, you know, before you know it, they're changing out the elevator signs on the floor to say, you know, Saturday,
1: and it's like, oh, man. Yeah, it's time to get off. Um, yeah. And I definitely gained a couple pounds too, but hey, it's worth it. <laughs> that's it, that's right. <laughs> Going on Oasis of the Seas, a quick recap.
0: You are a veteran cruiser on Royal Caribbean, and you've been on Lure of the Seas, so this is not your first time on an Oasis class ship, but tell us about. Looking back on it, what was your reaction to going on Oasis? What really struck you about this ship?
1: Well, when I first walked into the Promenade, you know, it's very—it's the exact same as the alert. But I was still like, at, at awe, just wow, when I walked in. It's just because it had been two years, and I've been on some other ships since then. So I was still, you know, just exploring like I'd never been on it. Uh, I knew had a couple tips on where to go for lunch. Uh, but I was still just blown away with the size of the Oasis, and it, it's just such a magnificent ship, and, and I recommend it for everyone for sure. to Give it a shot.
0: Absolutely. We'll start with your stateroom. Remind us again which stateroom you had, like what category, and what was okay. your thoughts on it?
1: I was in the boardwalk cabin on the Oasis, and if I want to compare and contrast to Central Park on the Alert, I really enjoyed the boardwalk a lot more than Central Park. I liked being able to see the natural air from the aft of the ship behind the Aqua Theater when we arrived into ports. I could see the weather. Uh, I could see all the shows happening at night, and then people were dancing in the boardwalk, kids. So for me, the boardwalk was a better experience than maybe, per se, the Central Park, which is very calm and quiet in the evenings
0: you know that's interesting because i had stayed central park balcony on my time in oasis and i was always concerned maybe that the boardwalk balcony cabins were a little noisier did you
1: detect that at all or not not at all occasionally you would hear a couple bells ringing from the rock climbing wall but i'm person. i'm not in the room during the day so it doesn't really affect me but you can hear a couple bells ringing and kids having fun but you know everybody's having a blast and I took a couple naps and I never heard a sound with the door shut so it's fine. <laughs> Great. And real quick about your cabin
0: also I know that one of the reasons you booked that cabin was because it had a view of the aqua theater
1: from it. Did that work out well as well as you and in, you intended it to do? It worked out fabulous. I saw so many shows from out there just peaking, shows that I already saw. Uh, The Farewell Show is all out there. So if you can snag one of those aft boardwalk balconies, I think that is the way to go on the Oasis-class ships for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I really believe that the boardwalk and even the Central Park balconies are a better balcony experience than the Ocean View balconies.
1: Call me crazy, but I just think there's so much more going on. And so it's such a cool experience. Yeah, and you can't get those type of balconies on any other ship. So, anytime I sell an Oasis class, I will definitely be in one of the parks for sure.
0: Great. Now, let's talk about one of my favorite topics
1: food. Eating on a Royal Caribbean ship is, you know, probably. It's
0: it's funny because we'll talk about, you know, me and my wife will be like, oh, are you excited to go on the cruise? Yeah. And like, what are you most excited about? And inevitably, both of our answers are not having to worry about what we have to make for lunch, dinner,
1: breakfast, second dinner, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, my. We could spend the whole podcast talking about food because I did all the specialty dining options. So uh, to talk in maybe a little detail, this uh, 150 Central Park was a first time for me. It's a very intimate dining experience. You know, they talk about all the dishes, who the chef is. Uh, if you're a picky eater, I might stay away, but I'm not a picky eater. So I really I like I like giving it a shot. Giovanni's was a great experience. Uh, Italian meal. I actually ordered something, and she said, I might not get that. I might get this. So I appreciated the honest opinion from oh. from the server. And then, you know, Chops, you know, it's just fabulous, as like always. I tried the the porterhouse steak, and oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the, the steak was as big as the whole plate, so it was a great meal at Chops. Uh, the Azuma Steakhouse, the Azuma Sushi, I mean – and it was fabulous. Lots of good sushi there.
0: Good. You enjoyed that as well because I know that you were going on that, going
1: there purely because I had talked it up. So I'm hoping that it, it lived up to the expectations. It, it did, Matt. And I almost went back, but I decided to go to Johnny Rockets instead. Um, but I went night one. I, I was the only one in there. But uh, <laughs> I guess you know everybody's getting settled in, tired from traveling. But I definitely think you should try it. And it, it wasn't that expensive either. So I'd say you know, give it a shot.
0: Yeah, I found that Izumi exactly to be the same experience. When I, the, I went there, as I mentioned, every night of my cruise. And the first night, first couple of nights, is actually kind of quiet because, like you said, people are busy doing whatever they're doing. But I, fa- I found that as the cruise went on, you know, nights five, six, and seven, it really became much more crowded because I think people were starting to, you know, try things here and there. And they finally were like, oh, let me, you know, let's try Izumi. And, and... so I definitely think you're right. It is probably a little easier to get in those first couple of nights of the cruise.
1: Yes. Um, and then I also tried Seafood Shack. Uh, I did the, the party on night six. Uh, that was a great time. Lots of dancing in the boardwalk. Um, of course, you get three alcoholic drinks with your cover charge of $25. They gave away prizes and the food just kept coming. At one point, I was like, please, no, just take it. No more food. <laughs> <laughs> no moss, <miles>, No moss. <laughs> it, it looked to me like I was like weird. I'm like, I cannot eat anymore. Please. <laughs> uh, so that's a great time, you know, take the whole family, kids, go out there and dance. It's it's a good experience. Now you mentioned Johnny Rockets, and this is an interesting
0: point because I'm not sure if you've read some of my reviews on com on the on the blog aspect of it. I've had really unfortunately not great experiences recently in Johnny Rockets. I found the food to be like it tastes like microwave food, you know, as opposed to being fresh. What was your experience in Johnny Rockets?
1: Well, I'll give both experiences. I went for breakfast and lunch. The breakfast, oh. I, you know, it's a free option on the Oasis class for breakfast and Johnny Rockets. I didn't love it. It was just, you know, hash yeah. browns, typical breakfast meal. Uh, for the lunch and, and dinner, I, I actually loved it. Just a great cheeseburger, fries, onion rings, milkshake. Nice. Uh, it, it was a great experience. And I'll tell you save room for the apple pie at Johnny Rockets. If oh. you haven't had it, it is the best dessert on the ship with the ice cream, warm apple pie. It's great. Awesome. That, that's great to hear,
0: and I, I'm glad to hear. I did eat a Johnny Rockets for both breakfasts. Actually, I know I ate there for breakfast on Oasis because it was free, like you mentioned, and it was – I agree. It was so-so, and quite frankly, I probably would have been better off in the in the Air. But that being said, it's good to hear that the the regular food, the lunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it, is is up to par.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I actually uh, recognized two of the waiters there from other ships, so that was kind of fun to point them out. But it was a great, great time. I actually got up and did a little dancing myself.
0: Nice. Tell us a little bit about the entertainment on Oasis of the Seas, because I know that you were you really enjoy the onboard entertainment that Royal Caribbean offers.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite things with Royal Caribbean. They really try to go out there for the entertainment. Uh, the Aqua Theater show was my favorite, hands down. It was a great show. I really love the storyline behind it and all the high divers. It's one that you do not want to miss. And also did the Hairspray, the Broadway show. I I actually liked it more than Chicago. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I just loved it. I loved the dancing and, and again, the story behind it. Uh, It was a packed house. So get there early is what I'll say. Yeah, Hairspray is a great show. I really enjoyed it
0: as well. I'm, my wife is a Broadway junkie, and I'm more of a, you know, I'll enjoy a, a good show, you know, as much as, you know, if it's entertaining, I'll enjoy it. And it was funny because the cast, you know, the cast, they, they live on the ship. So we'd be at the pool, and it'd be like, dude, to my wife, like, that's, you know, whoever, like the guy from the play. And it's like, you know, you're in the pool with, you know, so-and-so because they're on their break. And it was just funny because you would see the, the cast, you know, hanging around the ship.
1: But they, I thought they really did a great job as well. And it's definitely a, a, a really fun show. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. And that's funny that you say that because I actually saw the main singer at the pool uh, when I was by the pool and I was doing the same thing. I was like, oh, that's the main singer. So, yes, they are lounging around the ship. (laughs) Nice. Did you get a
0: chance to defend your reigning title championship of the
1: Quest? Oh my gosh Matt I, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, I actually took a nap at nine and the show at, the show is at the the game show is at 11 and I woke up and it was like four in the morning. So <laughs> I guess I was having a little too much fun and'm I'm, I'm really bummed about it that I missed it because I heard people talking about it on the last day and I was just like, oh my ears can't hear it. Um, so I did not get a chance uh, but I, I'll be back. I'll be back. All right. Well, we already have a plan, Michael and I, for the
0: Quantum of the Seas uh, Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise. So we need to get another person or two for our team, right?
1: Exactly. And we're going to bring the title
0: home on Quantum. All right. Well, so we're got
1: to start screening some of
0: the potential uh, team members. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so
1: we're taking applications.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's talk about the places you visited. I know that right off the bat, you were interested in going to Megan's Bay at St. Thomas. Did, was it as beautiful
1: as it always is? It it was absolutely beautiful, Matt. I got there really early. The beach was pretty calm when I got there. I walked all the way down to the left. It takes about 20 minutes or so to get down there, um, but it's worth just going down there to take pictures. I stayed for about three hours, and when I left, it was packed. So if you go to Megan's Bay, if you want to go to the left, it's not near as crowded. I actually didn't have anyone around me, so... Um, definitely recommend Megan's Bay. The price to get in went up to $4 a person instead of $2 a person. So I'll note that.
0: Yeah. I think I paid $4 a person back in February when I was there, but that makes sense. You know, did they have a lot of locals pandering to, you know, you know, Hey man, you want to buy, you know,
1: a jet ski ride or you want to, you know, buy this booze (laughs) or anything like that? They did right at the entrance. And I noticed people were sitting, you know, a foot apart. They were so packed, but, I was secluded. There wasn't anyone around me with over 100 feet, so I didn't have anyone all the way to the left. But if you're sit by see. the entrance, uh, there's people coming around jet skiing, drinks. I even noticed they had waitresses coming out, bringing people drinks there.
0: Yeah, real, real quick story. We were in, I think, Antigua or something. And, you know, you get to these islands after a couple of islands. They start, you know, it's all the same thing. They come by, hey, man, you want to buy this? You want to buy this? And, of course, you're just, instinctively, you're just like, no, 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 no. No thanks, no thanks, no thanks. No, thanks. And then the guy to my friend was like hey man you want to a jet ski no 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 do you want to wrestle a shark no wait what and that was one of the things they offered is like what so just a random so sometimes you have to listen to what they're asking as to what options you can do but anyway we joke about that now it's on a text message you'd be like hey want to wrestle a shark and <laughs> <laughs> what about the other islands you visit tell us which
1: islands you were at and what was your experience like so I did Nassau, Bahamas, and there was five ships in port that day. Uh, wow, Also, also Royal Caribbean Majesty and Enchantment. So I always love seeing other Royal Caribbean ships when I'm in port. So it was fun to see those ships. I went to Jucano Beach. It was packed uh, with the five ships there. We only stayed until one, so didn't get to spend a whole lot of time on the island. Um, but I will note that I forgot to take my ID off and had a little hiccup getting through port. So make sure you have all your ID and CFAS card with you when you get off the port. Wow. Uh, and then in St. Thomas, I mean St. Martin, I went took the water taxi. It's $7. Takes you over to the boardwalk. Uh, did some shopping there. I have some, some more bad news. I didn't get to go to, as the locals call it, the airport beach Um mainly because I went by myself and they wanted $25 to get over there. And yeah. I just decided to stay on the boardwalk. This I guess, one downside to traveling alone. Um, but I had a great time. The boardwalk's a lot of fun. Live music playing, just packed beach chairs. You, you can't beat the boardwalk. So it was fun. Absolutely, And, of
0: course, in because it's owned, the St. Martin, the Dutch side is owned by the Dutch. They have really cheap Heineken. So there's a plus there for that.
1: Yes, they were. They had beers for dollar, dollar fifty. Um, so it is definitely cheap. You can get two chairs and a bucket of beers. I think it was like fifteen dollars. So still there. Yeah, I think Phillipsburg is a great little town to
0: walk around. I know there's a lot to do on Saint Martin, but even if you're just looking for just a low key, hey, let's just walk around. You can't. It's really hard to go wrong with Phillipsburg. It's a great little town. There's lots of little shops, little restaurants, lots to drink, and they actually have they have a little beach right by the water in the little harbor there and. It's, it's really not bad at all.
1: No, it, it's not. And then when you're ready to go, the water taxi runs like every five minutes. You hop on and you're right back on the ship. It's a pretty painless deal. So it's fun. Awesome. Real quick, any other highlights, things that were interesting on your cruise that you want to report back about? Well, let's talk about the drink package a little bit. I, I did the all-inclusive drink package. <sighs> I mentioned it on the first podcast, and I'm going to try to get my money's worth, but I think that I'm going to have to retire the the drink package. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of um, alcohol. So, (laughs) (laughs) hence you're falling asleep at nine o'clock on the other day. Yes, yes, exactly. So it, I don't think I can hang hang with the package anymore. But I'm glad I gave it a shot. Was it the select or the premium? (laughs) The premium. Premium. (laughs) It is a lot. That's the thing.
0: It's like you know you can and you had a pretty good itinerary for it because you only had three. You only had
1: three port days, right? Exactly yes, and one yeah, of them so, was a short day um, yeah. in Nassau. Yeah, it's just which, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, actually, in Nassau that was pretty exciting. They invited me to the sail away party on the helicopter pad, which that was the first time I got to do. And there's some really it was a fun time. Lots of cool pictures from up there. So it's and, a great spot to go check out. Whenever it's not just for sail away when you're leaving, you know,
0: you're on your first embarkation day. They do it on most ships on any day you're and you're leaving port.
1: It's a great place to really go check out and it gives you a different perspective, certainly. Yes, and especially at nighttime. If you ever go up there at nighttime, oh, yeah. it's, it's fun to go out there. So that was exciting. <laughs> but it was a fabulous cruise. I am having the cruise blues. I'm ready I'm ready for March to sail again. My first cruise is Diamond. So,
0: Michael, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and uh, we look forward to hearing back from you hopefully soon and back on maybe in March, if not sooner than that.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast and I hope you enjoy it. Time to answer some of your
0: listener emails. We'll start with an email from Tom and Diane Tronowski. Matt, do you know beverage packages with premium coffee include all Starbucks drinks? This is a great question, Tom. A lot of people have been asking that since the new unlimited alcohol packages were announced. So here's the thing. Honestly, I'm not afraid to say I don't know. There's been a number of competing reports that yes, it is. And some people say no, it's not. So until I get further proof from somebody who's actually been on a cruise with one of these new packages, I'm going to say I don't know, but I'm opening this up to our listeners. If anybody knows the answer, if Starbucks is included with the new unlimited alcohol packages, please let us know about it, and we'll report it right back here. Next email is from Ken Slusser. Hi, Matt. Wanted to know if you knew whether the virtual balconies will allow the passengers to choose different outside views, for example, forward, aft, starboard, port, based on preference, or whether it will be a static view. And No one knows the answer to this right now. I do believe, though, that it's going to be a chosen image regardless of what's going on. You can't choose between, you know, do I want to see what's going on off starboard versus behind the ship or whatever. It's going to be a standard view that you can just choose from. And Royal Caribbean may change it up from now and then, but it's up to them, I believe. However, you can turn off the virtual balcony feature on or off at your convenience. So, you know, again, if you feel like, you know what, I don't need this on right now or there's too much light or whatever, you can turn that off as you need. And don't forget the new virtual balconies will first show up on Navigator of the Seas in, when it comes out of refurbishment in February. So when that comes out, we'll have a much better idea of what to expect with these virtual balconies. Because after all, Royal Caribbean is using Navigator of the Seas as kind of a testbed for Quantum of the Seas and Anthem of the Seas as well to test out these new virtual balconies before the new ships come out. Speaking of Navigator of the Seas, I'll interject a little personal note here. I am very happy to announce that I booked my next Royal Caribbean cruise. I wanted to share with all of you because I'm so excited about it. I booked Navigator of the Seas on February 9th out of Galveston, Texas. It's a seven-night cruise going to the Western Caribbean, Cozumel, Honduras, and Belize. And what's really exciting about this besides the itinerary is the fact that this is Navigator of the Seas' second cruise since getting its revitalization refurbishment, which means it's going to be essentially a brand-new ship with lots of things going on there. I'm very excited. I'll have more details about this as we get closer to the ship, but I wanted to share that with all of you because I really, really can't wait. And if anybody has any feedback on either Navigator of the Seas or Galveston or any of the islands that I just mentioned that we'll be visiting, I would love to hear about it. So again, please send us in your feedback and comments so we can, I can learn from it and maybe some others can benefit from it as well. Last email of the day is from Christopher Percy. Thanks for having a podcast on the Quantum of the Seas. This is going to be an amazing ship and really underscore the wow that Royal Caribbean is committed to on its ships. The amount of tech goodies and enhancements like the Virtual Balcony, North Star, and 270 will set a new standard for all cruise ships, and once again, Royal Caribbean will be out in front with these innovative ideas. Thanks for reminding us about the RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com cruise on Saturday, March 21st. We will definitely put this cruise into our plans and look forward to meeting you and our fellow bloggers. Christopher, I am so excited to hear that. I cannot wait to join you. Don't forget to, if you want to join us on this cruise, to fill out the form on our website, Christopher, because that way you'll be able to be rolled into our group and you'll be able to take part in all the cool, fun little activities there. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you, Christopher, and hopefully others as well. So if you're interested, we've got that group crew going on Saturday, March 21st, 2015, on Guantan of the Seas, and we want you to join us. It's open to everybody listening to this podcast, reading this blog. We want this to be a really fun and inclusive event, so I'm personally inviting you to join us. That'll wrap things up for this week. So until next time, I'm Matt Hochberg, and we'll talk again soon.